Today's show is pre-recorded. everybody y'all listening to the voice oh, come on dig me now one and only steve harvey got a radio show okay okay here's what i want to share with you stop complaining so i had to let you see how i let that one sit for a second stop complaining do you realize without us even thinking about it oftentimes we just complain about stuff and it and it comes up in such subtle forms man i don't know why they still letting that lady work there man if they don't fire this woman man i don't know what i'm gonna do she drives me crazy she always got something to say I bet today, though, the way I'm feeling right now, I bet she better not say nothing to me today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because day it. Today it. I'm sick of her. Running her mouth. Last time she said something to me. I should have said something to her. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm just giving you a small example of how it starts to snowball once you start to complain. It's, it just carries over into so many things, man. Stop complaining about your car. Stop complaining about your bus pass. Stop complaining about your kids can't seem to get it together. Stop complaining about your man can't seem to get it together. Stop complaining. Stop. Have you noticed? I'm just asking. 
Have you noticed that in all of your complaining, it has provided not one solution? The reason I'm telling you to stop complaining, because God is able, because God is capable. He is capable and able of fixing anything, capable and able of curing anything, capable and able of allowing you to get to adjusting to things, and capable and able to strengthen you to get through and change anything. But the key here is God is capable and God is able. A lot of times I find myself complaining because I have not used my greatest asset. And that's my relationship with God. You all have one. Now, you may not have nurtured it, but you have one because God created you as as his child. He's available to you. Now, the fact that you ain't went to him, okay, once again, who fault is that? Stop complaining. Until you strengthen your relationship with God and formulate this relationship, you don't have enough weapons. You ain't got a big enough shield to fight this thing called life. It just keeps coming, man. And unless you develop a relationship with God, you need a partner in all of this. Maybe you got another route you're going to take. But every successful person I know personally has a relationship with God. I have some really, really, some people that's kind of up there in the success term in terms of business and money and 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 statue. I'm just talking about that portion of success. And then I have a lot of people who are very successful in the, in their spiritual life who are, who have become great men of God, women of God. But I look at all of them and all of them have substantial amounts of, you know, uh, possessions and things like that. Also, most successful people I know have that. Uh, even if you saw them never with a big lot of house and a lot of money or stuff like that, they had so much respect, so much love, so much power was given them from people that their life, life was rich in that area. You know, like a Martin Luther King or something like that or a Gandhi or somebody who lived their life in service or a Nelson Mandela came out and just, man, people put stuff at their feet because of their service. So all successful people I know have that. Every last one of these people that I know, they have a relationship with God. They use the tool that was available to them to give them the strength, the bullets, the arrows, the slings, the shield to fight this thing called life and have the most valuable partner right there by their side, their Heavenly Father God because he will help you get through this thing called life, man. Stop complaining all the time. It's not fixing anything. Why don't you do yourself a favor and strengthen your relationship with God? Man, why can I never get over? Well, you have not because you ask not. Man, how come I always got problems? Well, you keep trying to solve them yourself and taking them to your friends. You keep trying to do them with your own thought process. Who are you? I keep telling you, man. You're going through stuff you ain't got no business going through. 
And it, and if it's you going through something over and over and over and over and the same problem keep coming back to bite you again, all that's saying is you still ain't strengthened your relationship with God. It's your relationship. He's not going to make you have one with him. He is a perfect gentleman. He only comes into your life when you invite him in. But for those who do invite him in, they have a distinct advantage on their road to success. A distinct advantage. You can do it without him. Trust me, you can. How far you get, I can't promise you nothing. How well you handle it when you arrive there, I can't promise you nothing. How long you going to stay there, I can't promise you nothing. How difficult it's going to be without him, I can give you that. It's going to be far more difficult. But you can, something can happen and you, you know, receive a measure of success and you think it's you and it's this move you made and you can describe it as I got lucky. I happened to be in the right place at the right time. I got lucky. Lucky is usually how other people describe other people's success. Boy, he was lucky. He was right there. Well, let me tell you what lucky is. Luck is when hard work bumps up into opportunity. If you've been working hard at something and opportunity presents itself, that comes a match. That's not luck. But now, if you haven't done that on a repetitive enough basis, that opportunity could present itself one time. You got to reconnect. Stop complaining, man. Come on, listen to me. Stop complaining. It hasn't fixed a single thing in your life. And if you're a chronic complainer, it's because you really, really have not fixed your relationship with God. He'll smooth it out for you. That I can tell you for a fact. I know that for a fact. He smoothed mine out. All right, let's go. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, it is upon us. The new day has arrived. The gift is here. They call it a gift because today is the present. It is the present that was given to all of us. And the present is actually a gift, and it's called life. We have been given this wonderful gift today, and it's called the present. I'm here in the present. You're here in the present. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is the doggone Steve Harvey Morning Show. Baby, 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 when I look at you, all I do is cry. That song right there was written. (laughs) Come on, Junior. Uh, I'm, 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 see, that, that's got to, baby, 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 that's got, that's got to be the spinners. Because <laughs> it was the spinners yesterday. It was the spinners <laughs> yesterday. That's actually uh, original written by Roscoe Wallace. <laughs> he was going through some pain. He said, baby, baby, when I look at you, yeah, all I do up. is cry. <laughs> Shirley Strawberry. Hey, good morning. How are you, Steve? Carla Pharrell. Good morning. It's Thursday. What's happening, Steve? Junior. Morning, Uncle Man. I'm going to get it one day. Nephew Tommy. Hey. Hey. All right. We bothering you? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But he looked like an old man when he was at the Hey. Hey. What's going on? The top of the morning. (laughs) Right. He does that. Not over the top, underneath. What's yeah. going on, crew? How, How you doing, doing still? Yeah, everybody good? Feeling, Feeling pretty Steve. good, you know. Mm-hmm. Feeling pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, ready to go today, man. Yeah? Yeah. 
get some things accomplished today. Mm -hmm. I'm just excited about today, man. Just got to see what it's like. You know what I'm saying? Sun coming up. You know? Ah, boy. Mm -hmm. Big ups to everybody that woke up this morning. What it do? Big ups to the Lord. Yes, Lord. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. It's morning time. Be grateful because some folks did not wake up this morning. That's a bad look. You know, you ever been to a funeral and uh, somebody say, oh, they look so peaceful. Do you do realize they dead, don't you? Yeah, God. You do realize that 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 I don't that I don't know nothing. Look, mm-hmm. that's they're they're not here. Mm-hmm. I do. Funerals is one of my least favorite things. I don't. I'm not a floor. What? Wait, I'm not what? either, man. I'm not good. Who likes funerals? There's sure. Some people like sure. to go to funerals. I got an aunt go to every funeral she Some can. people, when they get older, that's what they do. That's their Surely. activity. I got an aunt that went to every funeral she could. Got dressed up, went to uh-huh. it. She thought she was the best grief counselor in the world. Uh-huh. She'd be at the door, walking the family down, sitting with them. She, I, just like, I just like being there for people in their time of oh, bereavement. Well, yeah. Get your arm off me. I don't know. Don't you. cry with me. You don't know yeah. me. Tommy, my, my aunt just went so she could see the body. She was fascinated with dead bodies. Oh, uh, gosh. Anyway, coming up at 32 minutes after the hour, ask the CLO right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, time now for Ask the CLO, Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey in the building. This one is from Donna in Mobile, Alabama. Donna writes, my mother and I are at odds because she owes me money. It's been over 60 days that I loaned her money for an outpatient procedure, and I need my money. My mother is in her early 60s, and she's having trouble growing old gracefully. The only problem with that is that she doesn't have the money for the cosmetic procedures she wants monthly. I am a single mom with two girls, and I don't have that luxury of Botox and lashes every month. How do I get my money back and stop her from using me? Well, why don't you do this? This is what I've done. You may not want to hear this one, but this is one I've done. It's called, I have I buy people out of my life. Now, I'm not saying you get rid of your mother. Listen to me carefully. Once you give me money and you do not return it, cool. You are now purchased out of my life. You can't come to me for nothing else. You can't ask me. Now, if your mom is doing all this surgery, these cosmetic surgeries, you have to stop participating in it. You are a single mother. I don't have it. And I remember the last time I gave you the money, you didn't return it. So, no, I don't have it. Now, you're going to have to you're gonna have to do it like that. Secondly, don't loan out nothing. Do not loan money that you cannot afford to lose. If you can afford to lose it, don't loan it because there's a good chance they're not going to pay it back. Mm. So don't give away nothing to nobody you need back, including mama, especially for Now, look, if your mama had surgery to save her life, I mean, I'm all in for that. But you want some Botox and some lashes. That's her mother-in-law, too. <laughs> Mama, you're going to have to get some of that. I seen the commercial for uh, mascara. 
that lengthens and thickens. You're going to have to go that route. We're not going to be able <laughs> right. to get the lashes. How do you know that, though, Steve? Down on TV, Shirley. <laughs> All right, lengthens moving on. Lengthens and thickens. <laughs> How do you, you go, man, beauty expert? Maybelline, baby, Maybelline. <laughs> this is from Sincere in Jacksonville. Sincere says, I'm 39 years old and my boyfriend is 37. He works as a fashion editor for an offline site, and he thinks he's ready for the cover of GQ magazine all the time. I'm more on the conservative side, and I don't care to wear designer clothes all the time or have expensive purses. When I met him, he was basic like me, and over time, he reinvented himself. I told him that he needs someone flashy, but he said he loves me. Is he outgrowing me? Um, that's interesting because interesting, isn't as it? you, as I was listening to the question, I was going to say, you said he reinvented himself. Mm-hmm. Well, he's actually grown into something he loves. Maybe he loved fashion and loves being a fashion editor. And he was very simple then, but then he, he wanted more. He became that. Now you have it. He loves you. I mean, look, I, if you don't like designer bags and all that, you don't have to like designer bags to be a great person. But, you know, if you're standing next to him, you know. Let me put it oh, to yeah. you this way. If you're standing next to him and he got on sacks and you got on Dollar General, they're going to know. <laughs> they're they going to notice that. Immediately. They're they going to pick up on that. Immediately. But if he buying the bags, Shirley. But if he gonna buy the bag, yeah. Get your bag. Secure the bag. (laughs) She just said she was basic. Well, you know that's nice being basic. You know, ain't nothing wrong with it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You You can be. All right. Fly and get your bag. Could you could you talk to Marjorie for me? Uh-huh. Ooh, shout out to Marjorie <laughs> Harvey living her best life she in Paris. Oh, her Instagram yeah. page. Did you see Shirley this, when she walked the, through yeah. the bookcase? Uh huh. This is what oh. I know, <laughs> Carla, oh. about Fashion Week in Paris. Yes. Cardi B, Marjorie yes. Harvey. I don't Period. know what else is going on. <laughs> Everybody else, else losers. <laughs> I have no idea Great. what they're doing over there. But that Marjorie Harvey. I mean, <laughs> there's not a, enough fire emojis to put on every one of her. Oh, why are you looking like that? What's, what's wrong, Steve? What's wrong? Too much. What's your face? It's too what's much. Wrong? Same it's advice much. you were giving. I'm at work, Shin. Stop. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on before before something happens. (laughs) All right, Shalice in Pittsburgh says, I've been dating a guy for three months, and I popped up at his house because I had a sneaky suspicion he was messing around on me. A woman answered the door, and he was asleep on the couch. She had cooked a meal, and I felt like I was in the twilight zone. I woke my man up, and he said the woman is his best friend, and he didn't want to tell me about her because he knows I'm quick-tempered. The woman was really nice, but listen to this, though. The woman was really nice, and we all had dinner together. I still don't trust. Yes, yes. I still don't trust them together. Should I be worried? Man, oh, my God. No, well, listen to me. Uh, all you saw was a woman answer the door, didn't yeah. seem bothered. He was on the couch sleeping. Now, he didn't told you that's his friend. Yeah. 
Yeah. I done That's told crap. you. I done told you. It is hard for us to be friends with a woman that we are attracted to. Now, I don't know what she looked like when y'all sat down and had dinner, but she and that cooking dinner and he was sleeping. They obviously have a very, very comfortable relationship. But I tell you what, though, I don't give a damn what have you been out of there. <laughs> what do you but mean? For three months, she's popping up at his house? Wow. Right, you know, because she had a suspicion. Well, now, y'all have sat down and had dinner. That 90 days. Should I still be worried? Well... Like right now, everybody's above board with you with what's going on. And according to him and her, nothing's going on. But your spider senses got to be tangled. Yeah. <laughs> In the meantime, get you a plate. Yeah. I think they, they should be worried before. about her. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, CLO. Coming up next, the nephew with Run That Prank Back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, Miss Ann is standing by with today's national news. She has the latest on yesterday's school shooting in Arlington, Texas. Oh, boy. Plus, in trending entertainment news, ESPN has removed Sage Steele after she questioned Barack Obama's blackness and after she slammed the company's COVID vaccine mandate. We'll talk about all of these stories at the top of the hour. But right now, the nephew is in the building with Run That Bring Back. What you got for us, Neff? All right. It has been brought to my attention that Mm -hmm. black people have been eating too much chicken. Too much chicken. So we're going to call a few black people and talk to them about consuming too much chicken. Cat dog, if you would. Too much chicken. Hello? Hello. I'm trying to reach Jason, please. This is Jason. Hi, Jason. My name is Remy. I'm calling with uh, BPE TMC. How's your day going? I'm doing fine, but what's a BT, whatever that is? BPE TMC. Uh, it's an organization. We've been around for the last five years, and we're trying to help different things in the black community. And I wanted to reach out and give you a call and see if you would be on board or help signing a petition that we're going to have uh, going around with BPE TMC, if you don't mind. Okay, what is it about? Well, BPETMC, uh, uh, Jason, is uh, black people eat too much chicken. And what we're trying to do is cut back the, the shortage of chicken. Black people eat too much chicken. Who the hell is this? I'm, uh, my, name, my name is Remy, sir. Okay, what do you mean by black people eat too much chicken? We've done a, uh, a, a test study, and we realized, sir, that black people are the ones that are eating too much chicken. And what we want to do is try to cut back because right now there's a shortage the Chinese and ask them, they eat all kinds of chicken. Chicken food, young, all this shit. Chicken, the white TV, chicken, Hallie all this shit. Chicken, chicken stir fried rice with chicken and all this thing. You want to come to me talking about a black person? Eat too much damn chicken? Did you ask the white people? I bet you ain't didn't know with no white folks. I bet you don't go to them. Y'all scared of them. Uh, well, sir, we're going we're to get to that. We're starting in the black community. You Black people are the ones that seem to buy the most chicken. Man, no chicken. Guess what? I don't eat chicken and if i did eat some chicken i'd be cursing man who the are you big or something you you hey who, how in the y'all got my number in it where you get it from well, actually we're getting numbers from the supermarket uh and we're getting a listing of people hey, who buy the most supermarket you get my number in no supermarket sir right, the, the main thing we're trying to get you to do is cut back on eating chicken now what man, we want I you to do i don't eat no chicken 
And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go and eat some chicken. And don't call me with no about eating too much chicken. I don't even call my phone. Do you got that? Hello? Hello, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to reach uh, Callaway. Is this Callaway? Yeah, yeah, it's Callaway. Who is this? Uh, how you doing? My name is Remy. I'm with BPE TMC. And, uh... Who, who, who? My name is Remy, sir. I'm with BPE TMC. What we're doing is we have a petition we're trying to get signed throughout the black community uh, the, of some things that we're trying to actually help out in the black community. Uh-huh. So BPE TMC is actually an organization, and we're trying to actually uh, save some things in the black community. Oh, what's B? What is that? What's that stand for? What the hell is that? BPE. What is that for? Uh, BPE TMC is is uh, black people eat too much chicken, and what man. we're trying to do is get. <laughs> man, you gotta be kidding me, man! Who is this, man? This is this is Remy, sir. We're trying to get you all to actually sign a petition. What's going on? Is black people are buying too much chicken? Oh, uh, you gotta be kidding me with this, man. Is this the white man? Who, the who is this, man? I, I am Caucasian, sir, yes. Man, why are you calling me with this? Well, what we're really? trying to do is we're trying to get... How did you get my number, first of all? Uh, actually, we get it, we're getting numbers from supermarkets that are letting us know man, the, you uh, the people that... Man, you get the off my phone with this, man. Talk about some eating chicken. Man, you going to make me get out and smack one of y'all. What the f*** with you? Okay, sir, what we're trying to do is get you guys to cut back on buying chicken. Man, who's you guys? What the f*** you talking about, you guys? Well, the black really? community is... The black community... Not, hey, man, it. you better go on with that <laughs> We ain't got time for that Man, don't be calling my phone with that man. Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach Valerie uh, uh, Val. This is she. How can I help you? Hi, my name is Remy. I'm with uh, BPE TMC. How you doing? I'm doing fine. And you? I'm very well, ma'am. Listen, what we're trying to do is, uh, if I take a little bit of your time, we're trying to actually get a um, survey signed by people in the black community. We're actually trying to help out in the black community. The organization is BPE TMC. And what this is, is black what is people that? eat. What, what is that? Uh, that's, that's black people eat too much chicken. So what we're doing is we're trying to get black people uh, do what? Black, say black say people that one more time for me. Black people eat too much chicken. You see, there's been a shortage in chicken. So what we're trying to do is get black there's people to cut back. There's been a shortage in chicken, and you want to do a survey? Well, we want what we want you guys to do is sign a petition that you're not going to eat any more chicken this year. That doesn't even make sense. We just don't eat chicken. You know, we eat beef, we eat steak, we eat fish. I don't see you trying to pull that off the market. Now, why would you uh, want to tell us not to um, to eat chicken and we eat other stuff, too? Where are you getting your deep findings from? Because this doesn't make any sense. The test study, ma'am, was over chicken, and it just seems like that. Who did the test study? Who did this test study? Well, we did, ma'am. We're BPE TMC. And what, what, after doing the test study, we did realize that the, the, the black people are the ones well, that are eating chicken. test only just directed to black people? I mean, did you use white people? Because white people eat chicken, too. Did you talk about his own diets and stuff? Okay, ma'am. Well, that, did that, you use that, Asians? Uh, what about the Hispanics? Did you use them? Okay, ma'am, listen. What the, the, the bottom line is, our first study is black people. And what we're trying to do is get you guys to cut back on eating. Yeah, your study should be everybody. This is some <laughs> Where'd you get my number from? Ma'am, we got, to, we got numbers from the supermarkets of uh, people that you buy You didn't get my food. number from no supermarket because I didn't get my number to no supermarket. This just don't make any damn sense. You calling me, interrupting me about some like this. This is this, well, this is 
bottom line, ma'am, you're you not cooking You don't chicken. tell me, you're not me, telling me what the hell I can't eat. You don't lie to me, You got life and twisted, sir. Yes, you do. Life twisted. Calling somebody, telling them that black people eat too much chicken. You and your partition. Would you like to hear what the survey is actually saying? No, I don't want to hear what the survey is actually saying, because what you say is about a whole bunch of but the survey is saying that this is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> Valerie, this is nephew Tommy, baby, from the Steve Harvey oh Morning Show. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, oh, God. God. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Tommy, I love me some chicken. <laughs> Do anybody. Want a three piece now? Do anybody want a three piece? Wait a biscuit. Yeah, you eat chicken too. You ain't surveyed them. <laughs> <laughs> too much chicken, people. Pull up on it. <laughs> but I'm grilling it all weekend. All weekend I'm grilling chicken. Are you really gonna be on the grill? Too much chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you feel. I get to go home this weekend. Congratulations. I get to see my, my my wife and kids. Home from <clears> where? Where are you now? In DC. Mm-hmm. Okay. Shooting ready love. to love. I'm shooting ready to love. My show, my show. <laughs> All right, nephew. Thank you. Coming up at the top of the hour, entertainment news right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys. Miss Ann is standing by with today's news, and she has the latest on the school shooting in Arlington, Texas. But first, in today's entertainment news, ESPN Sports Center anchor Sage Steele has been taken off the air due to her comments on former Chicago Bears quarterback podcast Uncut with Jay Cutler. We all remember Jay Cutler from the Bears. Well, anyway, <laughs> Sage Steele said that President Obama checking black as his race on his census form was fascinating to her. Take a listen. If they make you choose a race, yeah. she's like, what are you going to put? I go, well, both. She's like, well, you can't. He goes, well, what if Barack Obama chose black and he's biracial? I'm like, well, congratulations to the president. That's his thing. I go, I think that's fascinating consider- considering his black dad was nowhere to be found, but his white mom and grandma raised him. But hey, mm-hmm. you do you. What? Whoa. Yeah. Damn, <laughs> she's babe. biracial. Come on. She's biracial. Yeah, obviously she she said that. That's crazy, right? That's foul for her to yeah. say. Yeah. What is she doing? Really well, you know, it's like this. She's married to a white guy, too, I think. Um, I mean, you know, if he chose black as his ethnicity, and that's what he chooses to identify with, uh, that's his choice. Why you're questioning it? because he was raised by his white mother and his white grand. That's not the issue. A lot of people are raised that way. A lot of people are biracial in this country. But let me let me just say this to you. If one of your parents is black and the other one is white, in this country called the United States, you are considered black. You might not want to consider yourself that. Or oh, check it but, on your application. Uh, I want you to understand something. Okay. Unless you get, and even if you famous, famous and I don't care how much money you get, when you walk in the room, I'm telling you that's what they're going to see. They're going to find any speck of it to identify and, 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 and put you in that category. I don't care who you are. Nobody gets to go through this world with this thing called blackness and not have to deal or identify with that side of it. You just can't. 
We live in a racist country. This country, the very beginning, started and the country was built because of racism. Slavery is an act of racism. This country was built on that, period. Now, I mean, it's cool, but you can't. And I don't see why these people get on these podcasts with these people that ain't nobody. Look, man, everybody go on the podcast, get in trouble. You could think of several famous people that went on podcasts and got in trouble. Ain't nobody listening to Jay Cutler uncut. <laughs> he uncut podcast, but he got cut off the bands. I didn't even know he had a podcast. <laughs> you know, our boy Nick got in trouble off something old from a podcast. Look, man, you get on a podcast and you get more comfortable because yeah, it's a yeah. podcast. Right. But they're recording everything. Yeah, still a radio show. It's still a radio show. Yeah, man. <laughs> Got that mic. Uh-huh. And even though, and can I tell you something I found out about podcasts? Even though there are not a huge number of people making money on podcasts, there's not a huge number of people making money. Not real. Well, okay, let me just say this here. Wait, can't none of us give up what we doing to go do no podcast. Let me just put it to you that way. <laughs> Facts upon facts. Yeah. Okay, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Don't quit today. <laughs> All right, it's, we got to move on, Steve. Time for today's headlines. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Ann Tripp. Much. Good morning, everybody. This is Ann Tripp with the news. Okay, looks like there's a little bit of melting going on in the U.S. Senate. Republican leader Mitch McConnell is extending a slightly warmer offer to the Democrats, saying that the GOP will not object to a short-term hike in the U.S. debt limit, up to some fixed amount. Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders says he's down. I think it's a step forward. Obviously, I hope that we can now negotiate a process that does not, uh, that uh, creates uh, a long-term solution. The problem is, though, that the Democrats would still be short of their goal, which is to suspend the debt cap through most of uh, next year. Anyway, uh, they'll take what they can get. Apparently, the current proposal that the Republicans are willing to okay would only hike the debt ceiling by enough to last till December, which means they'll have to go through all this rigmarole again. A top Department of Justice civil rights official is urging senators to restore the Voting Rights Act. Efforts to pass new voting rights legislation have stalled thanks to the bitterly divided Senate. Democrats hoping to counter the voting restrictions enacted in GOP-dominated states. They're hoping, anyway. Authorities say that a Texas teenager opened fire inside of his high school yesterday, injuring four people. 18-year-old Timothy Simpkins turned himself in hours after the morning rampage. That was at the Timberview High School in Arlington. His family says he was being bullied, and that's why he was carrying a gun. One student is in critical condition, another in good condition. A third pupil uh, was listed as treated for minor cuts and uh, at a local hospital and released. Yes, ESPN's Sage Seal uh, reportedly pulled off the air yesterday over comments she made during a podcast deal called Vaccine Mandates Sick and Scary. She professed her support for right-wing conservative radio host Larry Elder and Steele, whose mother's white and father's black, says she didn't understand why former President Barack Obama listed himself as only black in the U.S. Census. In Georgia, two of the three white men who shot and killed an innocent jogger named Ahmed Arbery have been trying to have a picture of their license plate not presented in court. Travis McMichael's plate features the Confederate stars and bars, and McMichael says a picture of that would, quote, not be relevant and only prejudice the jury. 
Well, the jury selection for the trial begins October 18th. Finally, uh, nothing blurry about it. Grammy Award-winning producer Pharrell has made himself perfectly clear. He says he's not bringing his very popular Something in the Water Festival to Virginia Beach this year because he's upset over the police killing of his cousin and frustrated by the lack of accountability for it. Local police department claiming neither of the cops involved had their body cam on. Now back to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, guys, people are still talking about that viral video of Jacksonville Jaguars coach Urban Meyer in Ohio. Remember, he was at the club with a woman who was not his wife, a blonde woman. In the video, Urban touched the woman's bottom, and uh, she was kind of, you know, backing it up on him. Dancing on him, you know. You, I, you, you know what? I've video. heard about the video, but I haven't seen it. Okay, okay, um, yeah. okay. Yeah. You got to check it out. Okay, mm-hmm. he, he was busted. It's inappropriate uh, for a married yeah. man. <laughs> Very much. So. He ain't even winning no games. Right? Oh, no, he get a pass. Oh. Okay, now how <laughs> old is the video? Oh, no, just, it was after they lost to the Cincinnati Bengals. Huh? Yeah, it just came out. Oh. Recently, that was, that was last week. Oh. go ahead (laughs) we can all assume his wife knows about it because he was just 100% just out there busted Uh, he also recently apologized to the team uh, for his conduct and for distracting the team so here's a question for the guys come on comedians what is the worst thing you've ever been caught doing by your partner I'm not answering that damn well, well, I agree with Tommy, 100. percent Guys, what's really the worst thing together. you've ever done? I love done? it. Uh, I'm with Tommy on this right here. And I can do things I've been when I was young. Well, that, that, wait, that's all we want to know. You don't have to. It, well, it's okay, see, uh, I've like. been married since I was 24, so. <laughs> You've been busted a lot. The majority of yeah. my years have been married since I was 24. And oh, my God, in the early years, I didn't understand that concept. Woo, I was well, not what understanding was it? what is, this what? is about. Till death do you part. What about yeah. if you feel like you're dying? How about that? Can I get out now? Uh, I've had some uh, crazy things happen in my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It uh, the, the crazy stuff began actually in college. That's when I didn't know how mm-hmm. uh, seeing uh, more than one person uh, could even be done for a short period of time. Dormitory rooms is just open the door. That's the room. You know, ain't no, no way out. <laughs> Get to the story. Open the door. Meaning, the we room. know what a dorm is. Yeah, yeah. well, <laughs> what happened? I'm just saying the door was open one time, and I was just uh, standing what? there, just uh, <laughs> clothing what? on. What? A girl. The girl I was seeing was friends with the girl I was, other girl I was seeing, and I didn't know it. And she came over to the dorm and uh, opened the door, and uh, I was standing in there with nothing on. Yeah, I was looking in the mirror trying to figure out how this zit had got on my face. And I was over looking in the mirror. When I looked in the mirror, I saw both of them behind me. We got to go. Coming up in 34 minutes after, we're going to talk about Dave Chappelle's new special and what he said right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
Well, Dave Chappelle is making headlines for a joke he makes in his new Netflix comedy special. It's called The Closer. Uh, Dave joked that upsetting the LGBTQ community in the U.S. is more offensive than killing a black man, and he uses the downfall of baby's career to back it up. Take a listen. A lot of the LGBTQ community doesn't know the baby's history. He's a wild guy. He once shot a <laughs> and killed him in Walmart. Oh, this is true. Google it. The baby shot and killed a in Walmart, in North Carolina. Nothing bad happened to his career. <laughs> Do you see where I'm going with this? <laughs> in our country, you can shoot and kill a but you better not hurt a gay person's feelings. <laughs> it's his new Netflix comedy special called The Closer, Steve. <laughs> That boy say what he want to say, boy. This is this is the freedom of no sponsors. This is what you can do and be, and this is what's happened to comedy. Comedy is now has fallen under the guidelines of political correctness, and I'm in, I'm in disagreement with that because comedians are our just like hip hop is. Comedians are our reflections of ourselves. Comedians are our mirror with the smoke gone away from it. We take the rose-colored tint off of everything. And that's what, and that's one of the reasons that I left stand-up when I did to have a television career. Because if I say something like that, I'm gone. As offended as you may about the joke, is it not the cutting burning truth what he said the genius of comedy is that we get to phrase these cutting burning truths into forms of humor and allow ourselves to laugh at it you know but yeah. but you can do this on this half but if you hurt somebody's feeling you can't do nothing on that half and the dangerous thing about that is all your jokes has to be about somebody I'm sorry, folks, but all of our jokes can't be about spaceships and aliens. All of our jokes can't be about uh, a cute video you saw on uh, TikTok. We, we can't have a career like that. We're going to have to address the things that's out there that everybody's looking and dealing with and put the humorous spin on it. I, didn't, I, I don't see the, 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 the damage in that joke right there. Dave Chappelle is the only stand-up comedian living that I know of that has the abilities to say these cutting-edge things and can still have a career because he's not sponsor-driven. Hats off to Dave Chappelle and the ability to hold true to what this craft is about. Hmm. Well, there you have it again. His brand-new Netflix Netflix comedy special is called The Closer. I'm going Um, right to it. Yes, me too. Me too. <laughs> and just FYI. The other, one, the other two, I was hollering. I'm talking about yeah. screaming. The first time I saw him, I was in Africa, and I was uh-huh. sitting up one evening, and I put it on. I was hollering. He's brilliant. He is. He is. Um, just FYI, so you'll know, baby did admit to killing a man in Walmart in North Carolina, just like Chappelle said, this was back in 2018. The charges were dropped because DeBaby claimed it was self-defense. So there you ah, go. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
and you're right. Fact. Many of us didn't even he know that. He said nothing happened to his career. <laughs> <laughs> you see where I'm going with this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he dropped albums right after that. He ain't lying. Chappelle is not lying. Oh, he is baby. a truth teller. <laughs> you see where I'm going with this? Yeah. And he doesn't have to. It's the beauty, Steve. Just like you said, he doesn't have to worry about Man. the cancel culture. He had. He has nothing you can cancel. Mm-hmm. And see, but the rest of those who do it are stripped of that. Yeah. Dog, we have less. Th- this is the part of our, that uh, since I've been in this business, this mm-hmm. is the least amount of comedians I've seen out there today that can just go at it and give it up. And Dave Chappelle is it. Yep. All right, coming up next, the nephew with today's prank phone call right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. And the subject is bubble bath, bourbon, and berries. Bubble bath, bourbon, and berries. We'll get to that in just a little bit. But right now, yeah, the nephew is here with today's prank phone call. What you got for us, Neff? Ah, wedding bells. The wedding with Butchie. The wedding with Butchie. The what? The what? <coughs> <coughs> Give me some water. Come on. Get yourself some water. Get some water. See if you can make that. Oh, he said water, but he can't <coughs> say that. He ain't say that. The wedding with Butchie. That's the best we're going to get. Let's roll it, Dave. Hello? Hello, I'm trying to uh I'm trying to reach Alan. This is he. Hey Alan, how you doing? This is Butchie, man. Butchie? Uh yeah. You was you was at the cookout the other day with the family. I'm I'm Christian's cousin. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Y'all was at you was at the uh at the cookout the other day. I wanted to reach out to you. I know the wedding is in the next uh two weeks, right? Yeah, yeah. It's okay. like two and a half, two and a half, yeah. Yeah, you you ready for that? Hell yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, hey man, I, I got a little bit of a problem that uh, you know, that we kind of wanted to call you about, you know, because the family got together and had a little meeting, like, and what the deal is is this here. I know, I know you're excited and want to marry my cousin, and, and she kind of excited too about the whole thing. But you know, like the family members, we got together and decided that uh, for right now, I mean, right now, we finna like. We finna call the wedding off for right now. <laughs> what you talking about? What you talking about? Calling the wedding off? Well, see, you know, everybody think you're cool and all. And, uh, you know, we real, real passionate, man, about, you know, people marrying into our family or whatever. Like, you know, the, the gathering of the day, you know that was uh, a potluck thing. Everybody bring something, right? Hold on, Kristen ain't never told me no like that. About what? About something about not getting no married. Okay, well, see, right here, like I say, this is what the family done decided on. I don't give a what the family decided on. Okay, see, this is what I'm trying to tell you. See, we're a real close-knit family, and it's like this here. See, first of all, let me get you to understand this here. You're talking to Butchie right now, all right? See, here's the deal. You know, we done decided that the, the wedding ain't finna happen in two weeks. Until, like, when we had the, we had the potluck barbecue, everybody bring something. Why you ain't bring nothing? What you talking about? I'm paying for the wedding. Oh, 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 oh. That's what you finna throw up in our face, that you paying for the wedding? Hell yeah. What the was I supposed to bring? Hey, man, everybody bring something when we have a potluck. You know, everybody bring something and contribute to, to, to the function or the event that's going on. 
you know. And for you to walk up in there and not have nothing, that let us know what kind of person you're going to be in the family. We can't have it. Oh, who is this again? This Butchie right here. I don't know no Butchie. Look, I came to the family gathering picnic. I came there, showed up, loving on all y'all, telling y'all how great this was going to be. And now you telling me I can't marry Kristen? Is that what you telling me? Hey, man, the family done already voted. And when the family vote, dog, that's it. I ain't marrying the family. You marrying, our, you marrying my cousin Christian. That's what you're trying to do. And, and you ain't finna marry her. Look, don't be calling up to my job talking no like this. I'm already on hot from today with some bull my supervisor done pulled. Do not come calling me with no bull Hey, man, let me tell you this here. Until we can decide that you good for Christian, until we can decide that, you know, you can handle being married to her and you come correct as a family member, and if you're going to come to potlucks, then you bring a pot. You ain't bring nothing. I ain't got to bring nothing. I'm paying for this wedding. I don't give a what you're up there. All that money I done dropped for this, I bought two bottles of wine to it. You bought, when you, when, I, I ain't seen no wine. I don't care if you got that wine or not. I saw her mama drinking it. Okay, well, I ain't getting no wine. I don't remember nobody bringing no wine. See, Butchie normally see everything that go on. I got class. I don't know what the you talking about. Butchie, whatever. I brought some wine. Her mama was drinking it, and I ain't playing that. This wedding going down. I done spent over $23,000 on this. Hey, man, I done already told you that the family done voted on that the wedding ain't I happened. don't give a what the family voted on. I done paid for this. I ain't heard nothing from Christian about this. Christian might not know what we done voted on. We make decisions sometimes for everybody. You understand? That don't include me. We'll let Christian know that we spent a stop to win. We, I'm just calling to let you know before I even tell her what's up. You trying to tell me Christian don't even know? No, nah, we ain't told her that we don't agree with you yet and that we gonna stop to win. We ain't told her that. Man, get the out of here. I done paid all this money for this, man. Y'all ain't stopping Hey, man, I done already told you what we doing, all right? I'm not finna continue to go back and forth with you. You better get off my phone raising your voice at me. I don't hey know who the hell you talking I, I tell you what, let me say this to you. I don't care if I got to bust up in that church and stop this wedding because you done went against what we done said. Whatever I got to do. I don't know who you with. I wish your would try to stop this wedding. Look, we can handle this right now. I can get off of work. I'm already going through some bull and I'm already on fire. I will come there and bust your right now. I don't know. You know what? See, 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 see what she was going with Nigel. See, Nigel ain't act like this. Hey, oh, wait, what the? I don't know you didn't bring that up. Me and that don't already have Don't even bring that name up in me. Hey, man, hey, man, I'm just keeping it real with you. Nigel ain't act like this here. That we done have words, and if that want to come and bust up in there, too, he get dealt with just like that, too. Hey, man, all I'm just trying to say is the whole family, 100%. All that, I don't want to hear nothing about this no more. Tell me where to be, and we can deal with this right now. I'm just letting you know the family done voted. The family done already agreed no on it. Now, what we'll do, we'll push the wedding back and, and then give us time to reevaluate you. Reevaluate me? I don't need no evaluation from y'all. Me and Chris are getting married. I done put some money on this. All I know is the wedding ain't happening. The wedding is happening. Now that I done paid for all this, you want some bull? You, the family, we gonna get married in two and a half weeks. And y'all, if y'all don't come, and if y'all come up in that, y'all gonna get dealt with straight up. I'm trying. I'm trying. Hello. Hey man, I'm trying to tell you, man. Right now, the family don't want you in the family right now. I don't give a about y'all. I ain't in love with y'all. I'm marrying Kristen, and I can give a. If I see y'all ever again. Oh, now I'm going to tell you this here. The family voted on one more thing. You need to go on and know that while we at it. This ain't no damn democracy. We getting married. That is between her and I. And if y'all 
don't want to be there, jump off in the ditch. There's one more thing we done voted on. But what the else you done voted on? We voted on this. This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Christian's entire family got me to prank phone call you. <laughs> Y'all some <laughs> Y'all some <laughs> I'm still <laughs> when they come to the west. <laughs> I got one more thing I got to ask you, dog. What is, what is the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? <laughs> the Steve Harvey Morning Show, baby. <laughs> Tommy, I'm being real with you, man. Somebody going to you up. <laughs> That's my favorite part. Tommy, <laughs> <laughs> I'm being real with you, man. But you know what, though? The thing that stood out most for huh. me in this prank mm-hmm. was, what? This $23,000, he all in. Yeah, he all oh, in. Yeah, in the this yeah. decision, I don't know no damn butcher. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I love it. I yeah, love you, it. You, you know, you got to bring something to the potluck now. You come in empty-handed, I, we don't know about having you in the family like that. We gotta do it. We gotta reevaluate you. You know, mm. so we need to push this thing back a few weeks, man. Let us let us do a few ticks on you before we let you marry my cousin like that. Amen. But he did not care, Butchie. Nigel, <laughs> she wouldn't act like this when you were dating Nigel. I know you didn't bring <laughs> <laughs> that n word up. Dog. You know, I've already dealt with him. See, this dude right here been clear. He been clearing out all the clutter. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Family, That's Nigel. Right. I know you ain't bring <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. I've already dealt with him. Yeah. Uh, Nigel. Money. I know you ain't talking about Nigel. Oh man. <laughs> Where did you get Nigel from? All right. Thank you, nephew. Coming up next, strawberry letter subject, bubble bath, bourbon, and berries. We'll get into it right after this. Oh, yes, we will. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for today's strawberry letter. And if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more... Please submit your strawberry letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air. You hear that? Just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. You never know. It could be yours. You never know. It could be. You just never know. So buckle up. <laughs> Hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is. The strawberry letter. Subject, bubble bath, bourbon, and berries. Dear Stephen Shirley, my husband and I have been married for two years, and when I met him, He came from out of nowhere. I do not know anyone that knows him and could not vouch and could vouch for his character. I knew he'd been married before and I found who she was and how she looked and carried herself. On social media, she was dressed ghetto and she loved multicolored wigs. But she's a nurse, so she must be professional at times. (laughs) I also noticed that she was um, still wearing her bridal set, the ring and the band. I asked him if he still talked to her, and he said only on social media. I felt like he wasn't being truthful, so I decided to keep an eye on him and this woman. I never checked his phone, but I knew the passcode to his phone. Out of the blue, on our second anniversary, he called me and said he got arrested for failure to pay a traffic fine. I got to the jail to try to bail him out, and they said he'd have to stay overnight. 
I got his belongings and found out that he had lied about what he was arrested for. It was for issuance of a bad check, and it was to an apartment building. I got his watch, wedding ring, and cell phone and headed home, mad as heck. I got home and checked his phone. The first thing I checked was his call log and text, but, uh, uh, and both were deleted. I checked the pictures, and there was a video of him in one of those two-hour motels sitting in a sunken tub full of bubbles, holding a cup of brown liquor with a bowl of blueberries beside the tub. The ex-wife was standing over him, and I won't tell you what he was doing to her. I'm so outdone with this nasty man, and I want to move out while he's in jail. I found his ex-wife's phone number and told her to go bail him out because I'm done with him. What do I do now? Well, what do you mean, what do you do now? I mean, I think it's, it's quite clear what needs to be done. Uh, you already said that you want to leave him while he's in jail. Your husband has cheated on you, lied to you about why he got arrested, and more importantly, he might still be married. Um, is he paying her rent, too? You said he was in jail for a bad check to an apartment building. Um, you saw him with his ex-wife with your own eyes doing what you didn't even want to tell us he was doing. Um, so you said you didn't know him very well when you married him. It's just like he came out of nowhere and, and there was no one to vouch for his character. So why did you marry him? Uh, well, now you know quite a bit about his character. So what are you going to do? Are you going to stay and take the disrespect of seeing him you know, in videos doing whatever to his ex-wife or his current wife, whatever she is to him? Or are you going to leave and, and keep your dignity? Those, you know, that's up to you. What are you going to do now that you know what's up? You've seen it. Steve? Well, Shirley's right. Can't really say nothing about that. She's correct. Well, here's, here's... Bubble bath, bourbon and berries. Here's the first part explains this whole letter to me. Shirley and Steve, my husband and I have been married for two years. When I met him, he came out of nowhere. I don't know anyone that knows him and could vouch for his character. I knew he'd been married before and I found out who she was and how she looked and carried herself on social media. She was dressed ghetto. She loves multicolored wigs, but she's a nurse, so she must be a professional at times. I also noticed that she was still wearing her bridal set. Now, I think that you waited a little bit too late for all this research you done. done. <laughs> Seemed to me like you should have moved the forensic science up to the beginning when you first met him. So now, ain't nobody come out of nowhere. Don't ever say that. Because you never mentioned y'all's age, but he been around the whole time. He has been growing on this planet with the rest of us, and he has a history. That's a fact. The fact that you didn't bother to research this history, this is your fault. You married him too quick. So I don't know what it was, but you just did it too quick. Uh, you ask him if he still talked to her, and he said only on social media. Well, that's talking these days. 
So you can say only on social media, but text, they got emojis now. You can see it in video, social media. You can FaceTime, chit-chat. You know, you can just go ahead on and on, you know, all that old. So are they still talking? Yes. So you felt like he wasn't being truthful, so now you won't keep an eye on him. And, there's, and you've never checked his phone, but you got the passcode. And then out the blue, on our second anniversary, he called you and said he got arrested for failure to pay a traffic fine. That can happen. But you got to the jail to try to bail him out, and they said he'd have to stay overnight. I got his belongings and found out that he lied about what he was arrested for. It was for insurance of a bad check, and it was to an apartment building. I got his watch, red ring, cell phone, headed home, mad as heck. Okay. So he lied about what he was arrested for. You don't know this man, and there's more to come. OMG. All right. Hold on, Steve. We'll have part two of your response coming up at 23 minutes after. Subject, bubble bath, bourbon, and berries. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's strawberry letter. Bubble bath, bourbon, and berries. (laughs) We haven't got to the bubble bath, berries, and bourbon part yet. Ladder with blueberries. (laughs) Strawberry We've now discovered that this woman don't know this man she didn't married at all. And through research and social media after two years of marriage, she's discovering some things about this man. Well, the man gets arrested. While he's arrested, she goes down to bail him out on their second anniversary. He said he was arrested for uh, not paying a fine for a ticket. She gets down there and finds out it's for insurance and a bad check. She get all his belongings, watch, cell phone, go back to the house. She had been suspicious about this woman who was his ex, but she's always had his passcode, never checked it. She decided to check. Call log and messages, everything is deleted. But she finds a video. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> she finds a video. Boy, why we keep videos, man? Anyway, goes to the phone, finds a video. He's in a sunken tub with a glass of brown liquor. Hmm. Some blueberries is next to the tub. And she's standing over him. And she don't want to say what he's doing to her. I wish you had her. No. I wanted you to tell us what he was doing to her so we don't have to assume what we all know was going on. I like to be told. See, I don't like, you know, figure it out. You know, because when you assume, what does assuming do? Make an ass out of you and me. Now, since we're talking about that part, we're assuming that's what happened. Anyway, that's not the story. 
I was so overdone with this nasty man that I want to move out while he's in jail. I found his ex-wife's phone number, told her to go bail him out because I'm done with him. What do I do now? Shirley said it right. You move out while he's in jail. You done with the nasty man. Now, how old is the video? See, you didn't say that. Mm-hmm. If it's from when they was married, it, it, it's just a video. Now, you calling him a nasty man because he ain't never did that to you. <laughs> yeah. And if he doing it, I'm assuming he didn't think it was nasty. Mm. But, you know, we've all seen Janet Jackson. Miss Jackson, if you're uh, nasty. Uh, uh. Now, I'm saying that's fine with what? me. Sometimes nasty uh-huh. ain't nothing. Ain't nothing wrong with nasty if you, you know, if that's what you, you want. Give me a beat. Do. Yeah, give me a beat. <laughs> give me what a beat me and lately? let this rhythm nation start. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. Your definition of nasty and his definition of nasty is two different things. I'm going around in a circle with this because you already know what to do. You don't know the man, you don't trust him now, and now he lied about this. You want to move out while he's in jail? Go ahead and move out. It's really nothing I can give you. What are you going to wait on the rest of it to come out? Because it's some more. Oh, it's some more. This is just what you found out. Listen to me. Whenever you find out something, it's some more. Mm. It's always more. Layers, But to be honest, you cannot have a relationship with a person that's been around and not expect to see some history show up. Mm -hmm. That's life. We all have history. And so now, if you're waiting to find somebody that ain't got no history, then you're going to start dating 16-year-olds. And lady, that ain't going to work out for you. Right. No. You'll be in jail. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We already know who in jail now. Right. right. As, as he should be. Yes. In the so, words of Lil Duval, uh-huh. if you really believe you can fly, now would be a good time. <laughs> so that's the response. I don't have nothing for this young lady. She knows what the deal is, it's clear. And you can stick around and wait and hear what he say when he get out, but it's going to be more the same. And so now there you have it. I don't, I don't know what else to say, Shirley. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, I mean, that was good. <laughs> Sometimes that's all you can say. Uh, you, you know, you can't help everybody. <laughs> I think you helped her just fine. <laughs> okay. I'm glad it was blueberries, like I said. And, and he is paying her rent, right? He wrote the bad check to the apartment building. What was that? Bad check. That's why he's in jail. <laughs> hot checks? Yeah, hot yeah. checks. You still writing hot checks? Because that money is immediate. They don't chase checks no more. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> Post your comments on today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM on Instagram and Facebook. Check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. Coming up at 46 minutes after the hour sports talk with Junior, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
Coming up at the top of the hour, it's Carla's reality update. But right now, it is time for Junior with Sports Talk. What you got, Junior? All right, everybody. Fight weekend alert, Unc. Fight weekend alert. All yeah, right. Boy. Okay, you ready, Unc? I just need to know how we going to look at this, man. Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury, number what? three. Yeah, Whoa. this weekend. I, I, I'm I going to have to go with Fury on this one, man. Is I, it in Vegas, Junior? It's in Vegas at T-Mobile Arena, Tommy. You oh, want to go? We should go. Uh, we should go, man. We should go. Man, swing that jet around here. Let's go. Come on. I, w- um, I won't be in town. I'm sorry. I wanted to go. Been would invited. a jet be here? <laughs> you don't need him, just him. the jet. <laughs> <laughs> to hell with you. Is the jet here? The pilot. Silence. He just quiet. That, that means Give me your pilot going. number, dog. We're not getting on this time. Oh, this bless. How's he going to get out of town, nephew? <laughs> who, you, who, who you got, uh? Who, well, how you look at this? How you look at this fight? You know, the first I desperately season. want Wilder to win because mm-hmm. I like okay. him. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's the problem. Tyson Fury went and got that boy, Emmanuel Emmanuel Sanders' nephew. Yeah. I sat in front, right behind me, was Mike Tyson on one side and Thomas Hearns on the other side. They told us exactly, they told me exactly what was going to happen. They knew. But they see, knew. D got that boy from that Crunch gym that know just enough what Emmanuel Sanders did that changed uh, Tyson Fury. Mm-hmm. If Wilder... Now, he got rid of Breland because he threw in the tile. Mark Breland was not the problem. The problem is the trainer. The guy that gets up in the ring that works on the strategy for Wilder. I do not like him. I do not think he is the guy. And if they don't understand that they are fighting a softball, and if they ain't talking to Wilder about where his foot placement need to be, then the results is going to be the same. Because if Wilder is the hardest hitting heavyweight ever, but you didn't throw not one of them haymaker punches at Wilder, mm-hmm. I mean at Fury, Fury. Yeah. it's going to be ugly, man. But I'm mm-hmm. pulling for Dante Wilder. But if I'm getting my butt whooped like last time, throw in the towel, that little stool, throw everything in there and get them <laughs> up off me, man. Throw some people in there, the, <laughs> yeah. the ring girl, throw that, that what round it is, that card, <laughs> throw that in there. Throw that spit bucket in there, the water bottle. The round number. <laughs> yeah. oh, throw man. the mic in the ring that the commentator <laughs> here. Throw the bell in here. I'll the bell. Ring. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Let's get ready for a good fight. All right, Junior. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, guys. Coming up at the top of the hour, Carla's reality update. Right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Come on, Tommy. Introduce our girl. She is here. All right, ladies and gentlemen. She is here. <laughs> Carla Farrell with what? Reality update. Coming in hot. Thank you, nephew. Thank you, Shirley. Okay, so in the Real Housewives of Potomac, what is going on with Candace? What is her problem? See, Monique told y'all last season her mouth. 
Monique mm-hmm. told y'all that's why she snatched her last season and <laughs> left the show. But anyway, Wendy and her husband, Eddie, they hosted a couple's trip. And Mia and her husband, G, arrived. They were getting settled in, doing shots, drinking, and... <laughs> The more Gee. guests came, and G is a little bit off the chain. He got tipsy, and then he told his wife Mia to shut the f up. I said, "God, dog." You do be wanting to say that sometimes. <laughs> Don't excuse that. Don't excuse that. <laughs> but she didn't care. Pretty sure Tosh and Nesto has felt the same way. <laughs> anyway, they better not say it. But basically, he was trying to surprise her with a phone call. I think from like a car dealer or something mm-hmm. like that. That to let her know on the surprise announcement phone call with the car dealer on speakerphone that she was getting a G-Wagon, a that he G-Wagon. was getting her a customized G-Wagon. So that's why I guess he was trying to tell her to be quiet so he could tell her all that. Anyway, the ladies went into the room to talk, and then Mia and Candace, they got into it again. Things got heated, then Mia called her bff or she got on the phone with her bff and basically was walking around and telling her bff on the phone that she was around some broke b words if you will i guess referring to the women there on the trip candace heard that and candace said yo mama is a broke b word that started to fight <laughs> no <laughs> it should have but no it didn't me kind of was there you know, was there at a beach they were at a house uh, on a beach, yeah. so kind on of. On the beach. That's where her ass get drowned in. <laughs> oh, my goodness, Steve. <laughs> so, anyway, we all know that, you know, Mia, she's trying to mend her relationship with her mother. And her mother, she grew up, her mother was a drug addict. So, saying stuff like that is really mean and harmful to Mia. So, I, I don't know. Candace needs to, to slow down. Her, her mouth is going to get her in a lot of trouble. Anyway, they went back to the kitchen. Ka- Karen and Ashley, they finally arrived. Mia tells Karen, basically, that Candace is mean. That's what she's basically saying to her. And then they got into it again. And then Mia tells Candace, your video, your music video was low budget. Because you remember Candace did the oh, whole wow. music video in the parking lot. Then Candace said, your mama is low budget. That's Damn. the second time. So you why is she still on the episode? Right. <laughs> With the second time talking about this girl's mama. Well, Candace threw some lettuce at Mia. Mia threw lettuce back at Candace. So we will see next week what happens. Yeah, a salad fight? It was, it was a salad fight, Tommy. It, it really you talk was. about my mama and I'm going to throw some lettuce at you. That, that lettuce has got to be on the plate. <laughs> you really go get served the salad. Yeah, it was really it was really mean. And 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 check this out, Shirley. You do remember that the whole theme of the trip was supposed to be good vibes only. Yeah, GVO. <laughs> yeah, GVO. That's supposed to be the theme of this trip. Uh, not starting out that way. Good vibes mm-hmm. only. So we will check it out again next week. And then quickly, before we run out of time, I want to remind everybody: Chicago, get ready. The fifth annual. Sister Strut Breast Cancer Walk is happening this Saturday with our home station, V103, Saturday, October 9th at the Salvation Army Ray and Joan Kroc Community Center. Surely we've been there before. Mm-hmm. 1250 Fun. West 119th Street. It's a pink celebration. I want you guys to go to v103.com slash strut 
to get all the details or you can follow me at Lips by Carla and I will break it down for you there. It is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. What you got, Shirley? All right. Thank you, Carla. Coming up next, more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show at 20 minutes after the hour, our Tell Me Something Good segment right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. In our Tell Me Something Good segment, Black Girl Magic is finally making its way into the National Inventors Hall of Fame. NPR reports that Marion Croak and late Dr. Patricia Bath will make history as the first ever black women inducted into the hall. Croak, a current Google executive, invented voice over IP, which allows users to make calls over the internet and holds over 200 patents. Meanwhile, Dr. Bath created a medical device used in surgeries to easily extract cataracts. Okay? These women are not playing. Woo! Uh, That's big. They're not playing, yes. She was also the first black woman doctor to receive a patent. So congratulations to both these ladies. Awesome. Both these inventive doctors, you know. That is so That's amazing. wonderful. Yeah, yes. it is. Yes. Also, some more good news. Um, Thrive Cosmetics, this is a cosmetics company based in Los Angeles, donated $100,000, Steve, of a $2 million funding goal to the University of Louisiana to start what would become the Brianna Taylor... Brianna Taylor Memorial Endowment. So that's great news for that. Um, Scholarship recipients who, like Brianna, have dreams of pursuing nursing and medical-related careers are eligible. So all around good news. Good news. Mm -hmm. And we need some good news. Mm -hmm. All right. And we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at 33 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, time now for Ask the CLO, Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey in the building. This one is from Donna in Mobile, Alabama. Donna writes, my mother and I are at odds because she owes me money. It's been over 60 days that I loaned her money for an outpatient procedure, and I need my money. My mother is in her early 60s, and she's having trouble growing old gracefully. The only problem with that is that she doesn't have the money for the cosmetic procedures she wants monthly. I am a single mom with two girls, and I don't have that luxury of Botox and lashes every month. How do I get my money back and stop her from using me? Well, why don't you do this? This is what I've done. You may not want to hear this one, but this is one I've done. It's called, I have I buy people out of my life. Now, I'm not saying you get rid of your mother. Listen to me carefully. Once you give me money and you do not return it, cool. You are now purchased out of my life. You can't come to me for nothing else. You can't ask me. Now, if your mom is doing all this surgery, these cosmetic surgeries, you have to stop participating in it. You are a single mother. I don't have it. And I remember the last time I gave you the money, you didn't return it. So, no, I don't have it. Now, you're going to have to you're gonna have to do it like that. Secondly, don't loan out nothing. Do not loan money that you cannot afford to lose. If you can afford to lose it, don't loan it because there's a good chance they're not going to pay it back. Mm. So don't give away nothing to nobody you need back, including mama, especially for... Now, look, 
if your mama had needed surgery to save her life, I mean, uh, I'm all in for that. But you want some Botox and some lashes. That's her mother-in-law, too. <laughs> mama, you're going to have to get some of that. I've seen the commercial for uh, mascara that lengthens and thickens. You're going to have to go that route. We're not going to be able to get the lashes. How do you lashes. know that, though, Steve? It's on TV, Shirley. <laughs> this is from Sincere in Jacksonville. Sincere says, I'm 39 years old and my boyfriend is 37. He works as a fashion editor for an offline site, and he thinks he's ready for the cover of GQ magazine all the time. I'm more on the conservative side, and I don't care to wear designer clothes all the time or have expensive purses. When I met him, he was basic like me, and over time, he reinvented himself. I told him that he needs some, someone flashy, but he said he loves me. Is he outgrowing me? That's interesting because as as I was listening to the question, I was going to say, you said he reinvented himself. Mm -hmm. Well, he's actually grown into something he loves. Maybe he loved fashion and loves being a fashion editor. And he was very simple then, but then he, he wanted more. He became that. Coming up, it is our last break of the day. And at 49 minutes after the hour, we'll have some closing remarks from the one and only, our fearless leader, our captain. Steve Harvey, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, here we are. Our last break of the day on this Thursday. One day before our favorite day of the week. (laughs) But it's been a good day. (laughs) Well, it's been a good day. What a day. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Thank the Lord. Yeah. What you got for us, Steve? I don't know, Shirley. I uh, was kind of debating. Mm-hmm. Going uh, back in, back and forth, but you know the one thing I've learned in my life that I'll share with you today is, I do understand that the things that you're planning and hoping for in life, mm-hmm. for all of us, that they're not happening at the pace we want it to happen. That's usually always the case, even with me. I find myself constantly, man, because I have so many dreams and aspirations, I keep finding myself looking for them and anticipating them and putting my own timelines on things when I think things should have happened. And then when they don't happen, I have to readjust my thinking, sort of realign my timeline and still be okay with the fact that it hasn't happened yet. Hmm. That's hard to do as a human being. It really, really is. But I've had to learn something, and I'm constantly battling myself with this. So if you're one of those people that's kind of having the same feelings, I'm going to show you something I had to come to terms with. Everything you've asked God for, everything that you are willing to put forth in maximum effort to attain, every dream and vision that you have that's good and righteous will come to pass. But... It will come to pass in God's perfect timing. That's the thing, man. In his perfect timing. You hear old people say, he may not come when you want him, but he's always on time. He has never been late. He's never missed an appointment. He's never missed a mission. He's never missed his deadline. His deadline. Because you have to understand that if you're a believer, if you love God, 
and you're calling on him, he's always there. But it's going to happen in his perfect timing. And I can assure you, if you're anything like me, his timing is way off from the one I had in mind. It usually always is. So I've had to understand that everything happens for a reason. Have you ever had something happen to you? And while it was happening to you, it was actually happening to you, but being done to you by someone else. <laughs> Excuse me. And you sit there and you go, wait a minute, God. You know I haven't done this, but you're allowing for this to happen, and this person is doing it to me. Well, let me give you another thought, sorry, I've had to pick up on that. God never puts more on you than you can bear. And he uses his soldiers, his strong soldiers, to teach lessons and do other things that other people need to learn and know. Let me just give you an example. Somebody's doing something to me right now. And they just flat out lying. They are just flat out lying. And they're doing something to me. And I know they lying. Now, if I come out with this publicly because I'm famous, it's not a blog if I talk about it or bring it up. It becomes a news conference. So I have to sit still <coughs> because that would be taking matters into my own hands. But what's really happening to me is, be, and what sometimes is happening to you is God is teaching another person a real lesson about messing with his. And sometimes what feels like is being done to you, if you think about it, ain't really nothing happening to you. There might, you might be a little uncomfortable with it, but really it's not going to change anything. And this person can be skipping through life thinking they're doing something, they're going to get away with something. They're not. They're not. But you are the instrument in this thing called life that's being used to prove several points. But remember, God ain't going to put more on you than you can bear. He never does. He never takes you to the point where you just can't, I'm finna give up. No, you don't. You've never given up before. You've always survived it. And so I've had to learn those two things, that I have to wait on God's perfect timing and that everything that's happening in my life ain't causing me. It's two people got to learn something in this. I have to learn to trust in him because all things work for the good for those who love the Lord. I love him. So whatever's happening in my life is working out for the good. Now, it may be to teach somebody else a lesson. It might be what he needs them to go through so he can show them something, but you're gonna be just fine. So learning that everything that's happening in your life is happening for a reason, and on the other side of it is something absolutely wonderful for you, it has taught me to stay strong when I'm going through those difficult moments. And it's also taught me and I've learned to trust in his perfect timing because, man, it's not going to happen when you want it to. It almost never does. But when it finally does happen, ask yourself something. Don't it be right? It be right. When it really go down, it really be right. And, it, and then it go down in a way where can't nobody come behind him and undo it. That's the deal. Those are the two things I've had to learn. And then trust in him because all things work for the good for those who love him. I love him.
and he loves me. And everything goes according to his purpose. It's all going to work out. It's going to line up, man. I know it look crazy sometimes, but hang in there, y'all. God is always coming. You just got to believe. Those are my closing remarks. Y'all have a good one today, God willing. We'll see y'all tomorrow. And if you wake me up, woo, be here for it. Here. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 